0: up me ducks and welcome to the 10th episode of the forever forest podcast the rebrand um i'm your host freebs uh, interesting fact i'm scared to death of frogs and my sister was once kidnapped by share uh, and cue the court case against me now for libel, whatever it might be. Uh, it's true. Uh, joining me this week, uh, you know, those people who gone on holiday while you're, you're stuck at home or in Watford and it's pissing it down all week. And then they have the gall to moan at the airport on the way home that they have to come back to what you've been living in while they've been sipping pina coladas and munching through their body weight and delicious Mediterranean food. It's Lisa Fox. Hi, Lisa. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not that bothered about going away, so I'm all right. Did you have a nice time?
1: We had a lovely time, thank you. The, the delay at the airport coming home wasn't great,
0: but hey-go. Where's that tiny thing? through
1: violin? these
0: things. Holly, have you got a tiny violin I can borrow? <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, next up, fresh from sharing a train to Nottingham and back from London with a load of Fulham fans, and no doubt now hating Fulham fans, it's Holly Royal. Hi, Holly. Hey, Ryan,
2: how's
0: it going? Yeah, how are the Fulham fans? Very nice. They were
2: lovely. Really lovely.
0: Did you get a load on the way back as well?
2: Uh, thankfully, No. Just a lot of depressed Forest fans. A lot of them got off of Leicester, actually. So I did any Leicester fans either. So that
0: was nice. Yeah. If I was going back to live in Colville or Loughborough. Uh, actually, I was on a plane back from America once with some old American ladies. And they told me they were going to go and visit people in Lugabaruga. And it turned out it was Loughborough, uh, which to this day, I still call Loughborough Lugabaruga. Um, so there you go. Um, right. So we recorded the last episode just before we had Bristol City away. And since then, we've played a full ham at home at the weekend. Quite a contrast in post match feels, right? As anyone say. Uh, we did the most unforesty thing ever on Tuesday night, coming back from one down to win it with two goals in injury time, and then did a very foresty thing by following it up with a 4 0 licking at home, to full ham. I've got to stop saying that. was going to stay with me for the rest of my life. Uh, but the mood still seems fairly good amongst the fans. It's either that or my blocking and muting is saving me from the moaners and the out there views you know who you are. Actually, if you do know who you are, you're probably not listening. Anyway, in a way, these two matches are a nice couplet to assess where we are as October nears its end. Uh, One huge win with attacking intent and never say die spirit, and then a humbling reality check. Lisa, I'm going to start with you. Let's discuss the win at Bristol City first, just briefly. Uh, Forest don't go at teams like that, and they certainly don't score two in injury time and win it. That midweek game really showed us a change in how this side now is, do you not think?
1: Completely. The mentality. Um, and I've got to applaud Lyle Taylor for just what he did. Pure, one, you know, his, his penalty style is not um, something for the faint hearted, um, but it's worked every single penalty. You know, he's not he's not Mr. Penn for, for Forrest. Um, and the fact that, it, you know, it was just literally no mess in. Pick the ball up, get on with it. We we can win this. They knew straight away. I mean, he almost knocked Brennan Johnson out in, in you know running to the the centre centre circle um, to get the game back underway. And you know we we were watching in Cyprus, so um, we were a, a kind of a minute behind. And my other half, God bless him, um, has his notifications on, so of course we knew what the what had happened in that minute. Right before it actually happened. And they we're like, what's going on? Because actually Sky Sports' notifications came up to say that we were three-one up. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> but but it was like, what you know, it was one-one penalty that was happening. Um two one, three-one, then they took it back to the two one. It was like, what what literally just happened? You know, like you say, it's the most unforest thing to do. Um but how good that we did it and we have, we'd not won at Bristol in forever. Um so it it really it, does show the change in mentality um, from from a month ago.
0: Yeah, it's about 10 years, I think, uh, if I've got that right. Uh, just in contrast, I was sat on a bathroom floor in a jury's inn in Watford. Um I've got this thing where I like, you know, like running water. It's so bad. I run, to run a half marathon for water aid. I'm telling you about wasting water. Uh, and then I was obviously on the group with you guys, but I always mute you lot during the game. So I'm normally watching on a feed, which is behind. So I didn't know it was coming. And then obviously, as I shared on social media this week, you were all going like, what's come back!" Like Lee had put like, what's come back." I was like, oh my God, what's... And then somebody put like the pink hand. I didn't know what that meant. And I was just like, and then it started happening. And I was like, so that's weirder. Because then at the end of the game, I'm messaging you lot going, please tell me it's over because I'm not quite there yet. And I want to know it's over. So it does work in both ways. I'm going to mention Lyle Taylor in a bit, uh, Lisa, and you're going to talk about him as well. Um, Holly, I'm not going to stay too long on that game because we all know what comes after it. And it's a bit weird going, how great was that? ba di bar then we know what came. Uh, but apart from the result and how far away three points looked as the clock hit 90 minutes, what pleased you most about the way we played um, at yeah, Brizzle?
2: Yeah, just pretty much moving on from everything that, that Lisa said there just that you know never say die sort of attitude running right the way through the squad um you know I think we would have lost that to maybe three nil under here and so it just shows the complete difference in the uh, in mentality there which was fantastic you know um, yeah, and yeah and also give again yeah give credit to Lyle Taylor I think on the pod last week you know I I'd said that I'd sort of fallen out of favour and I've definitely fallen out of favour with me so apologies to Lyle um I think you know the way he took the penalty. I mean, yeah, it's just horrific, isn't it? I was just like, oh, head in hand, please, please score. How many has
0: and, he scored? He's, he's, how many has he scored for us though? Has he had loads? Because I can't two, remember loads. All right. Two. Okay. Four three.
2: No. Um. And he said, as he said, you know, he's going to miss one one time, isn't he? And it's just yeah. going to look. How is he going to react to that? And it's just complete egg on your face. I mean, how embarrassing would it be to miss one of those kind of penalties? It's like doing a penalty isn't it? Um. But yeah, that obviously. Boyed him on massively, grabbed the ball, off he went, scored again. Can't ask for more than that, really. Um, yeah, so just just really, really happy with the attitude um, away from home as well. Uh, and you know, those celebrations were magical to watch, weren't
0: they? So. Yeah, if only somebody would go and put it satanic music in. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm really annoyed about afterwards is that I didn't do it. So you've lost that loving feeling, that loving better It really bugged me about two days afterwards when it was Twitter send you a thing going, you've had 15,000 views and all this sort of stuff. And they were like... I was amazed I haven't been done by the copyright people yet. But anyway, um, if only I knew somebody in publishing. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that, it's quite funny, Lyle Taylor, if you look at it, when you think about when we're speaking in the summer about Birmingham and all these other things and WhatsApp messages and stuff. Um... I've never disliked the man or no, you know, and I think it's quite refreshing for a footballer to sort the way he does, but I've just, just been really a bit disappointed with how he's done on the pitch. Um, Lisa, anything to say about Lyle? I appreciate one swallow a summer it doth not make, but maybe those goals will buoy his confidence. And I'm also confident we're the only podcast that would have used that quote ever. Um, but do you? Think, how do you think I'll do? Because I mean, he didn't really get a sniff on the weekend, but um I don't know. It never comes across to me as a man who needs confidence, anyway. But yeah, what, what do you think of that now? I mean, I stand by with what I said about him being a confidence player. But yourself,
1: I completely agree with that. The the confidence thing, um, and it's quite interesting because we talk about Braben, um being full of confidence and almost, um, you know, arrogant with it. And actually, I don't think that is Lewis. I actually think that is Lyle. That, but it's it's not that it's an arrogance. Of a, as, an, as a per se it's an arrogance that he knows just how good he is and for him to have come on the pitch at 85 minutes and literally changed the game um speaks volumes that actually there is a job to be done and I think we have to as a as a fan base potentially say you know what what went on, what went on under Sabri and the whole fallout at the end of two seasons ago that's done with as as Cooper has done what went on under Hewton, let's just forget about that. You know, it was um, a bit horrific at most of the time. Um, and draw a line and say it's a clean slate for everyone. You know, the season actually for us really started a month ago. You know, at, at that point, we'd only got one point. <laughs> it was against Derby. Um, but um, at the end of the day, you know, that this last four weeks, we've, we've got 16 out of 21 points. Who's going to complain at that? Um, and, you know, we are sitting quite comfortably now. Um, with a run of games that are probably mostly winnable
0: yeah we're right in the pack aren't we for it and it's uh i've got a different i've got a group with the lads I was at uni with and they are um they're like my best oldest mates and one of them is a Cardiff fan one of them's a Newcastle fan and one's a wolves fan all quite die hard supporters of that and i was just saying that it's Coventry um who the other lads from he doesn't really support them. I said, really, him, them and Wolves, it's like, we're, all the rest of us got rid of our, our managers. You know, it's all this um, kind of change in how the season's gone. But as for Forrest, they, sorry, they were asking, the point of that was they were asking about, oh, you know, where do you think they can go and how do you think they're going on? And the Cardiff fan keeps saying, because he follows me on Twitter and he's then got a lot of Forest followers who follow him. So he said, he always knows all this stuff about Forrest, even though he's a Cardiff fan. They're like his weird second team. And I saw him tweeting to people going, I think Forrest are probably going to go up. I think there's something about him. And Or, you know, they've got a run that could be near the playoffs. And they asked me after the Bristol game. And I just said, well, while the points are there, I just think anything's possible. We could still come bottom. We could still win the league on maths alone. There's still a lot of this season left. We've given the whole league a head start. And, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about it a bit later about how um, we bounce back from this and the derailing and stuff like that. So. with those points in the bag and us undefeated since Cooper arrived, um, some morons started making clips of goals with Titanic music, like I said, and writing songs about the manager and the team. Um, how confident you were you on your way up to London, uh, for up to Nottingham on Sunday, Holly?
2: Hmm, who are these
0: Match morons con- you speak of? Well, yeah, you know, I, I, with, the, with the thing regarding the Cooper song, by the way, not my song, I just did it so people could sing along with it anyway, but there you go. Um, yeah, how did you feel on your way up to the game on Sunday?
2: Um, I wasn't actually going to go. I wasn't planning on going because the, um, the trains were up the creek. They had a Sunday service. So originally I wasn't going to go. Um, but then after Tuesday, I was firmly gripped by Cooper mania. Glory Hunter. Crazy, terrible, terrible. Um, so I spent an extortionate amount of money on a last minute ticket and, um, yeah, I just felt like I had to be there. I don't know. I was really, really confident. Um, I thought we would at least get a draw and put, um, you know, a positive performance in. And that's always worth seeing. And I knew there was going to be, you know, a really good attendance and great atmosphere because um, it was last week. So, yeah, really, really positive going into the game.
0: And then um, we'll come to it. But, I, you know, I, me and you you and I, me and you, we share a thing with this where, A few years ago, I might have told myself, I'll go to this game or we might see some goals or stuff like that. Or we've got Man United and things like that. I'm just reading Solskjaer's got sacked, I didn't realise. Yeah, did you know? Oh, you did a face that you didn't know. Uh, It might have been a fake Sky Sports, but I'm pretty sure it just came up as I was about to come on that he's lost his job. So... Uh Cooper's looking to keep his, isn't he? After those results on the weekend. You can tell me in the show if that was actually wrong, Lisa, or if it's one of those fake Sky Sports that I saw, but I'm pretty sure he's He's gone. Um, we don't care. Uh, yeah, you'd almost look at the games and go, oh, it's a long way to go, and you're going to go up to him, and you're going to see this and that. Like Blackpool, I nearly came up for. Um, but I knew that I'd probably end up struggling to get back to see my, my little girl and stuff. So I didn't, and I really rude it. And I was going like, oh, bloody hell, that looked like a right game, Blackpool. You know what I mean? And everyone was there and I could have seen everyone. And, and I thought the same for Fulham. I thought, oh, God, oh. and I'm so glad I didn't. Just <laughs> like Not because, just because of the result. Is it not true? Have I just uh, told an absolute lie there, Lisa? You're shaking your head. Okay. Uh, Solskjaer still has a job. <laughs> In case he randomly listens to the Forever Forest podcast. Um Lisa, like me, you weren't able to go to the game because, oh, well, for very different reasons why you, you didn't go. But it feels, it kind of did feel like a game of two halves or more like a game of a mad 10 minutes plus the rest of the half. 4-0, as we've both just said on the radio earlier on, didn't really seem like a fair reflection on the game, was it really?
1: No, it, it really wasn't. I mean, I, I having watched the game on Tuesday and seeing, you know, be, being there last Saturday, um, when, we, when we actually booked the holiday, we we were going to miss two games, we, we said, ultimately. And we would have actually been back for Fulham had originally had we gone with our original times and then they moved it to a Sunday We I oh, started we're going to miss we'll, we'll end up missing three so regardless um, but then we'll, at, that, at that point we were rubbish so we really didn't care um <laughs> but now I mean yeah you know the game started um Fulham came at us um it was a bit of a mix-up um for their first goal. Then I thought Forrest were on top. I thought for the, you know, that they were they were getting back in it. They were the better side. I thought for the first possibly 20 minutes, first 10 minutes, Fulham were at us. Then the next 10 minutes, you know, we weren't really competing. We were second to the ball. Um, Colback got booked a little bit silly. Um, but then we grew into it, as as we have done over the course of the last few matches. And, and, and at half time, I was just like, yeah, we're still in this, we're doing really well. And then um again again, it was a game of just two mistakes, a penalty, um, and a, a well taken goal. Um, but for me, looking at the stats that we spoke about on the radio earlier, um, looking at the possession, looking at our chances, you know, had grabben's gone in, uh, had Brennan Johnson's gone in, it would have been a completely different story. Um, I felt we were a little bit hard done to by the ref, um, but you can't blame him for everything. Um, and I think you you know, our our, um, defenders um, will be, like Figs and McKenna, will be having nightmares about that mix-up that they had um, for quite a long time. Um, What what the other thing I want to say is regarding Spence. I mean, we've seen how he has reacted um, every time he's made a mistake and he's come out fighting and he's come back better um, and tried harder and tried to make amends for whatever it is he's done. And I think that's an ethos that, is feeding through the team that they are all in it together. There was no, let's feel sorry for ourselves. You know, they, they did keep it going. They, you know, there was never a point, even at three 0 down, there was never a point where you didn't feel that Boris weren't going to create something that, you know, that they'd just given up. It was, it was just a, a bad day at the office and I'm not that concerned about it. I'm just, I just think it was just one of those things. Um, and people do make mistakes and, unfortunately we live in an era of social media where people are just straight on it's their fault it's their fault it's their fault that blame culture is across the board um it's just one of those things I don't think you can blame any individual for that Fulham have been a yo-yo club for the last five ten years um have spent a hell of a lot of money on players um and we're a Mitrovich away from being just as good as they are in my my opinion
0: yeah, absolutely. I think what annoyed me more was that the Fulham fans would there be thinking that we're absolutely awful and they're really, really good because I, I really didn't see it as being that way in that game particularly. But it's a bit like, you know, if an ex sees you when you're having a bad night out or sees you shopping when you've got your slippers on or something stupid and they think you've lost the plot, we're not as bad as what that looks. And maybe the great thing about football is not only do you get another season, but you also get another game against someone. So uh, just as much as I'm looking forward to giving the Derby a lot of good topping at home, maybe when we're much better at the end of the season, uh, hopefully we can get some at Craven Cottage down the line. Um, we m- It might be a bit of a crazy question, Holly. We like, we're we doing a thing now where we obviously, we go through the team. And I used to do goalkeeper, defence, midfielder, striker, but I think we're trying to lump in the keeper together. Um, might be a crazy question when we ship four, but how do you think the defence was in general? Because I know me and you disagreed on that one, So I thought Spence actually got a bit better as the team got worse in that game, realistically. But uh, it's Holly's question, so well, us go. But by all means, come in. Holly, defence and goalkeeper?
2: Yeah, it's going to sound equally crazy but I thought they did okay obviously apart from the disastrous two goals and uh, the collision between uh, Figs and, and McKenna um, I thought we did all right there was um, a tackle that Worrell made in the first half in the penalty area that had it been mistimed it would have been you know a stonewall but it was absolute perfection and I thought that's classic classic prime sort of Joe Worrell really
0: um, and the penalty definitely was a classic Oh, classic yeah. penalty.
2: Yeah that was yeah fair play. Um you don't get away with them do
0: you so. And also, Cooper, sorry to interrupt, Cooper had a really big thing about the uh the post match he was going on about because a lot of people didn't realize his dad uh, was Keith Cooper the the ref and I think he's obviously been installed in this referee side of things but um he was said that he said to the officials before the game watch them on their blocking and stuff I couldn't really see that because I was also trying to uh, look after a one-year-old at the same time so I was making sure she didn't smash her face on a table more than I was the corner going in um but apparently there is a bit of a thing about their false first goal being a lot of pushing and blocking and stuff as well
2: yeah I didn't see it it was all a bit of a whirlwind really I don't know how it looked on the telly but um yeah it was like who what, what who, who, who was that you know it was all, all a little bit of a fumble and um it's like oh god a nothing goal and I think it was seven minutes, wasn't it, into the first half? And it was yeah. just like the worst possible start. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought they had a fairly decent account of themselves, other than that, to be honest. I mean, they obviously stifled our our wing backs in Spence and, and Lowe. Uh Spence yeah, he had three men on him at one point. He was just kind of I felt sorry for him really. Um, he just couldn't get into his flow. Um but going on to the keeper, I thought Samba didn't have a great deal to do really, other than the goals again. Um and the penalty, I think he nearly got a fingertip to it as well, didn't he? You could see his disgust when it went in that he nearly got there. So, yeah, I haven't got any major concerns with Samba.
0: I know part, part of it is me sort of feeling if, if you know, if my, if my it, it should be my uncle, it, it feels like there's these very slight changes which have made these various things. And I think that overall uh, it will be one of those we sweep under the carpet and it's we're going to come to it later on about the way that the next game kind of matters um, and where we are in the league and stuff like that. Um, Lisa, many felt we got class in midfield on Saturday, if anything, and where we sort of, that looked like there was the biggest difference in the quality of the suicides, especially at diving by the ex-sheep. He did some really good quality stuff. That man never stay on his feet. I mean, anyway, um, did the Fulham game show us that maybe this is an area we need to strengthen in January or do you just see it as just a blip? I mean, I'm not I'm not in any way suggesting that's it, get them all out, get Carvalho in, get Cafu in because I'm not a nutter. But it's, um, do, do you think that does highlight between us the, the quality we might need overall to try and get up?
1: Possibly. I mean, I think for as good as Yates and Colback were last Saturday, we were not as <laughs> as, as much as the, the races, as they say, uh, yesterday. Um, and I think, you know, I, I'm still confused over the, the booking because 100% it was the, the first yellow card was shown at, at Ryan Yates Um Obviously, Colback
0: who didn't see it, explain what happened. We think Ryan Yates potentially got what three, five cards. I mean, what, what do you what,
1: what <laughs> at least two? At least I, two.
0: <laughs> I kind of missed this. So what's meant to have happened?
1: Um, well, uh, yeah, uh, well, obviously Colback got booked first, um, which was, was justified to some degree. So he obviously then was borderline for the whole game because you know he, he couldn't make another challenge. I think he got away with one or two more and then they had to take him off. Um Yates he was shown a yellow card. Um and he, he, he was also the one that um, was, unfortunately, the, the player that was there for the penalty that sort of took their player out um, and was shown a yellow card again. And at that point, he was shown a yellow card and his little face, bless him, uh, with a little wry smile, kind of said "You he knew he'd got away with it. Um, uh, but I know on our chat, um, it's, it was mentioned that the first yellow card was brandished at Zinks, which... On the TV, it wasn't. Um, so I was, I am, and like even now, I'm still pretty confused by that. But if he if he swerved that one, then fair play to him, you know. Uh, Forest team with Ryan Yates in the middle is not always a bad thing.
0: It's a Cooper effect, and also while we're here, this is from the second tier uh, Twitter. The most accurate long passes in the Championship, minimum of fifty attempted. Number one, Jamie Patterson. Heard have been before, seventy five percent, and number two, Ryan Yates, sixty seven point six. And do you know what? Just as another. I don't know if it's an after hours from some people, but Martin, who wrote the lyrics for the, the Cooper song that I put to music, he'd, uh, he'd it, there's very few things I changed about it. I think he'd put something like Johnson's DJ Son, and I changed it to Brennan just because I thought it, it scanned better. But when it's the second line, I think he had it as Mighton. I think it was Super Cooper, Miten's going to find you, which does run well, but I just think Martin's had no end products all season. I couldn't really put him in that song. So I changed it to Zinc. But what's funny was two or three people messaged me and said, that should be Yates. And I thought, fuck me, things have changed because I know he put the ball through for Spence, the penalty at Bristol and whatever. And he has become more. And we've always been kind of on the on his side on this podcast. I don't think there's any. I think there's maybe one or two of us who are a bit sceptical, but generally us who are here now. And I thought, my God, that's changed. Someone's asking me to put Ryan Yates in a forest on, so, you know. Love it. <laughs> and, and but by, you
1: didn't yeah. do it, Ryan.
0: Well, no, because I thought overall it's got a lot. I can't keep changing it every bloody week. So let's go with zinc because, you know, I think he'll probably do more. He's more of an attacking player anyway, God's sake. Um, um, you can't please them all. Um, but no, overall, I, I, actually, I think it was one of, I didn't think Yates had that great again. But I
1: just, no, I, no, I didn't either. You know, it's, he, like I said, as, as good as they were last Saturday, I thought they weren't as good yesterday. Um, but that doesn't mean to say, you know, come January, I think we will know in the next couple of months. Kind of where we're at, and if we are on the verge of a promotion playoff push, maybe. You don't like
0: saying that, do you? Say that again. Sorry. Not like saying that, do you? It's twice now when you've sort.
1: Of- no, I don't, because stranger things have happened. But co- co- coincidentally, somebody actually commented on my uh, my Twitter feed yesterday that the the run that Forest are on, and I can't remember whether this. I think it was pre-game um, that Forest the run that Forest were on. Um, and the way that the side is set up and how we are playing. Um, and it's a little bit, you know, you've got your experienced head, you've got your youth, you've got your pace, um, you've got your defensive midfielders that do exactly what the what it says on the tin. Um, and it feels like um, that team that we had back in 2003. And, and the whole conversation starts with the blue and green shirt that we were in the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. Back in the day, and um, and I, I I said, well, you know, how how much that would be because that that game, you know, Sheffield United still kind of troubles me quite considerably. Yeah. Uh, and it is it is interesting when you when you look at how the squad is set up now, and actually, if we go out and sign somebody like a Darren Huckabee, mm. <laughs> that particular, you know, just somebody of that stance that that will bring something better to the team, um, then I am quite confident that we probably will be up and around the top six, but I don't I don't like the playoffs.
0: I think you're going to have to lump that because I, I, I can't see, um, I think it'll be th- two out of them three have come down, they're going to get their top two. But again, things change. there has been, an, I remember one season when I th- oh, got my head it was Millwall who were doing real at the start of the season, went down. A Villa did that run. It's the weirdest league. I mean, now my teams are like on the same points and God knows what. And, the thing that's on our side is that you almost want, don't go, want to get your timing wrong as well. There's a lot of teams who go on a charge around about now and then fizzle out by March. So the only way we're going to get them players who are going to push us over the line are by being in a higher position, whether we, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to you know, preaching to the converted with you two and probably is, a lot of you it, are listening.
1: It is quite interesting actually, because the, you know, there's, you look at your social media and there are a lot of names that are banded around um, in terms of who would or who could Actually, make a big difference to our side. Um, and one of the names that is out there that I am actually quite excited about, <laughs> which concerns me because I, I'll be I, if if some this this particular player comes on loan, it's another one of those you're going to fall in love with this player and then they're going to leave again. Um, but
0: are you going to say the name or are you just going to tease us with that? No,
1: one? no, you can guess. Um, what do you if, mean, guess
0: how many players if are there? This particular
1: player came in on loan and did what he did a few seasons ago he's been rubbish for the last two um, if he came in and did what he did a few seasons ago he would make a massive difference to our team
0: oh, who? Uh, did, has he played for us before? No Right so I, I need to get a few bottom a, bottom a few of these bits so I'm going to be like a dog with a bone now did somebody tell you this who you actually believe might have it right? Maybe Okay, so that's a yes. Otherwise, you just said no. So there is a bit of cue. It's not like someone's gone, Ronaldinho is going to come out of retirement. This isn't like mouthwash. This is.
1: No, we're not signing Messi.
0: You've allowed yourself to get excited by something that could be happening. Okay, but you're doing that whole. Okay, okay. Let's change the subject really quickly. Holly, I'll ask you later on. Um, Holly, you, you get the question everyone's been talking about, really. Um, the front line, and especially Luis Graban. Um, he hit Rose Ed with his shot in the second half. When, if he scores. We're 1-1. Momentum could have swung our way. A lot of it's spots and maybes, and I know. Um, but there were a couple of fluff lines that could have turned that game, wasn't there? And is it Lewis Graben's fault if we don't get promoted now? That's a lot of
2: pressure on his
0: shoulders, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. The amount of money you're paid, even if it's even if it's £1,000 a week to play football as a striker, you should be hitting the target. And I know everyone makes mistakes, and he's been great recently. So it's not a complete crucifixion. It's just more of a... Let's talk about football. And for me, that goal goes in as momentum swing and Forrester on the charge. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, he should have put that one away. We all know that. And um, I mean, I said last week on the pod, our potential weaknesses are not being clinical enough in front of goal. Um, and, you know, that was clearly on show there. I think if if it was nil-nil at that point, maybe he would have put it in. Maybe it was just the pressure of being at home and, and Fulham and the momentum at the moment and all that kind of thing. Do you reckon? Who knows, yeah. but,
0: can a strike of his experience still gets that?
2: I think he would have got that, yeah, if it had been if it been nil-nil at that point. I think there was or away. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Given the you know, the current form. Um, no, I mean, it's funny because behind me, the lads behind me were absolutely giving him hell of abuse after that, and they were just saying that you know, calling him that was you know terrible player and all this. And I mean, one bad mistake doesn't make you a terrible player. I mean, Lewis Grabman is still a fantastic striker, he's consistently proven that um so i don't have any particular
0: concerns in regards to that and i think you know it's just, just one of those days wasn't it unfortunately i must say i like the subs i thought the subs were showing the right attitude it's like they're bloody going for it mm. um yeah it is a weird one I, I generally listen to the interview i don't think i've got a lot here to talk to about regarding with the manager but i thought it was quite refreshing really because I, I don't have steve cooper down as a man of excuses i don't have him down as a mardy ass. Yet, you know people like Nigel Pearson, Neil Warnock. Remember when we won at Old Trafford two-one, and Ferguson gave us very little praise. And there's certain managers who just can't tend to do it. I think Steve Cooper seems seems a fair man, um, and you know he was pretty all right with his players after the game, to be fair, which I think is a big thing. I might come across that here now. Actually, Lisa Cooper was he was quite a scathing to the ref, as I said on Saturday. And obviously his dad, if you ever seen his dad, he's an incredible looking referee uh, back from the night. He's always had shorts very high up. If you've uh, just eaten some uh, bratwurst, maybe don't look at a picture of Keith Cooper in his tiny shorts. Um, I'm sort of surprised as I thought he'd sort of support the union and, and the way he'd been brought up on it maybe. But I guess he's also been brought up by the game being officiated properly and stuff like that. You know, My dad was a manager of our team where we played and whereas the lads could prat about, that's the most knotting in my accent ever sounds when they say things like prat about. Um, you know, I wasn't allowed to because I was the manager's son. Um, I was quite surprised to hear his comments. And even though I agree the ref was poor, is that deflecting from his size performance or do you think it was fair comment? Because he, I don't know if you heard the post-match interview, but I reckon he spent 30% of it knocking the ref.
1: Yeah, he he did. Um, And to be honest, um, I just like the fact that he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I think he'll say, regardless, whether he thinks that, it's the ref, you know, if, if if the refs had a bad game, he'll say the refs had a bad game. If he thinks Ryan Yates had a bad game, he'll say Ryan Yates had a bad game. He won't um, he won't necessarily hang his players out to dry in any way, shape or form, because I think he um, really does kind of have that seed mentality of it's us, it's as, as a collective. Um, but if he thought the ref was poor, then for me, knowing that his dad is a ref, the ref was poor. Um, and how can you fault that? You know, he... He also did say um, that his, you know, the players didn't come across the best, um, and in terms of the, the the two mistakes that were made, um, and they they scored a really good goal, um, and I, I couldn't I couldn't pick any bones out of it. You know, there wasn't anything I would say that I disagreed with within within that interview. I did hear it, um, and I just thought, yeah, you know, you, you've you've kind of hit the nail on the head with with everything that you're saying. Um, and and he said, if if the players need to be shouted at or yeah, I will go at, he'll do it. Um, and I, I believe him. You know, he's he's he just comes across very very honest. Mm. Um, and as as we've spoken about on here before, you know, in the fact that he he thinks it's a privilege to manage our club, um, yeah. and so he probably does get to listen to the fact, you know, he will be listening to the fans. He he will be taking an interest in what we think. Um and vice versa. You know, I am interested that actually everything that he said in that post-match interview, I couldn't disagree with.
0: No, I I think he seems very fair and like it. I'm glad I've spoke to a few of the people who are at the thing where they met him and just said it wasn't just a camera thing. It was, you know, what he see is what you get. Um which is yeah, which is the case. Um Holly, as the final whistle went, the ground wasn't as empty as Old Trafford at half-time um, and the fans weren't on the back of the players. I mean, I was watching that at Liverpool United and at half-time, they're like going down. A lot of fans are leaving now. And I did make the point that it takes a while to get back to Dubai and London. Um, so they probably had to get on their way. But I saw us, I think, 3-0 down at Chelsea in a League Cup once. And I had to go at half-time because I had to get somewhere like Newcastle by... Well, even if we were winning, I was only going to be there for half to see us at Stamford Bridge. And the amount of people leaving with Chelsea like club bags and stuff like that. And some really northerny bloke was near me and somebody went, oh, not very good or something. He says, what do you mean? We're 3-0 up or something. Like that. And it was, sorry, that was a way more Southern accent than he had. And it was that first time I'd really seen football tourism as a thing. Anyway, that's that's my pox on the Premier League and how people come and do it. Um, if we get a hide-in or it's a poor show on Friday at QPR, do you think it will be the same with the sort of how the fans are towards the players? Or did you see the reaction as people being happy with the run and appreciating Fulham's qualities?
2: Um, I think they're just delighted by the attitude and style of play in general really. I mean, I'll tell you what, that was so refreshing on Sunday, Saturday night, on Sunday, when, um, you know, every every goal that went in, the crowd got right back behind Forest. you know, as soon as the ball was on the spot, it was Nottingham, nothing, Nottingham, you know, yeah, it's here. and um, it was, it was lovely actually. It, it, was, it was really nice to hear Um, and again, you know, in recent times you wouldn't have heard that, it would have just been big size and, you know, heads down and everything. So, so, Holly, yeah. you
0: said it was the nicest 4 0 drubbing at home you've ever been to. Sit. <laughs> did you enjoy it?
2: Did I enjoy it? I Yeah, I did. I mean, wow. I did because for me, it's a day out. And, you know, in recent times, we haven't had football to enjoy as much, have we? So, um, you know, I just love coming back to Nottingham, going over Trent Bridge and all that. And that's because I don't live it, I don't know whether it's different if, yeah. if i lived in Nottingham
0: again but it's a better story than you won last week anyway so we'll that was
2: terrible major apologies for that that was
0: dull the shorter um anyway, but- episode nine you can hear on the dullest <laughs> stories anyone's ever told of by somebody that i like and didn't want to be rude to uh but no no overall i i so what you, i think is it's because i nearly said it after lisa's point and i completely forgot i was going to say this so you, you probably follow on from this it it's a really weird games current try and put your head around that full of Because it's not like, we've seen them this season, and last season in particular, or probably even seasons way before, when they've been absolutely dross and you've been angry. And I know you change as you get older and you probably see football sort of differently to how you would have done when you're 12 or 13. I don't understand how it kind of probably works a bit. But that was a really weird, I just wasn't, I felt disappointed. I felt a bit like, oh, my team's just got lumped 4-0 at home. Um, but the reasons weren't particularly to do with the the players because I feel overall it's more and more important the second game now. It, you know, what I mean, if we get a draw there or we get a win there and we play well and the attitude's right, I can accept it more than I can if I think the wheels have fallen off. Is that, what, is that how you feel?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think that scoreline massively flattered them, to be honest. I thought we actually played really, really well. Um Two NAF goals, buoyed them on. They got really good third and then they got the penalty. So, yeah, as I say, I, I don't think the scoreline really reflected, you know, our application and our kind of overall play, really. Um, yeah, they're a good side. And as the, uh, the Stuart said, as we were leaving, uh, you're not going to get out from that lot. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, it, it, it's a shame, really, because I think we were good for a point and 4-0. Yeah. I still think this team's got a lot more in them, though. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I didn't come away depressed. You know, I did leave slightly early though, just to so get on train, and that's the first time I've done that in a while. But not, be, not necessarily because of the result, but <laughs> just for the train situation. I
0: have to admit, even when it was three nil, I kept thinking Forest's going to come back three 0 here last minute it's going i've now become that person who just thinks we're gonna go on these like crazy ones what's also funny as well when you said about the steward i thought you said the Stuarts, and you were talking about uh, the the um the 17th century english you know the scottish royal family for a minute um lisa so steve sutton said post-match if we clump the first six games of the cooper era together the stats are one four drawn one lost one which i was on the radio as well uh the night we lost at home to middlesbrough we would have not believed that was possible and we'd have snatched your hand off for those points would not we
1: yeah, completely. Um, yeah, we've, we've just come a long way in a very short space of time. Um, whether it is, you know, the new manager bounce or whatever, um, I guess we'll see. You know, I, I think Friday will tell us a lot um, as to how far we have really come. Because QPR, like you say, you know, they are really good at home, but we're really good away. Um, so I would expect it to be a, a decent game, as yesterday was. You know, we, we spoke about this. Um, in our group chat, um, saying that we we just fully expected it to be end-to-end really good football. And that's what we got yesterday. And exactly what Holly said there, it wasn't, the the scoreline was not reflective of what actually you saw. Um, So yes, as as you pointed out earlier, it was the best 4-0 drubbing that you've you've watched. Uh, That's probably because, from my point of view, Fulham are you know a couple of levels higher than we are and actually we matched them and the, but the scoreline doesn't say that um but we did in terms of the actual football and the chances and the the possession we matched them and if if that's where we are now after a month where are we going to be in four months time so for me i yeah, but, but you know me you know that I, you know that i'm always positive until i can't be any any more positive you know it's it's that
0: I think if we listen to episodes up to about seven, we might disagree, but I don't think any of us were. Um, Holly, I'm going to change your question a little bit just because I, I, I'm going to swap around a little bit. Um, so, Fulham got relegated last year. I don't think it was even that close. Or did they stay? I can't remember if it was, I really can't. I don't really follow Fulham's ups and downs. The worry for me when I was watching it was I was going, if this is one of the worst teams in the Premier League, we would get destroyed in the Premier League and I know you can go on these runs and I know uh, I think Thomas Frank's now discovering it a uh, shame at Brentford where he's going oh, we had all the game and we should have won you know and all this kind of stuff but do you think can you imagine like Forrest going up and playing someone like Liverpool um, if we can't beat Fulham
2: oh it would have absolute carnage wouldn't, wouldn't it I think that's, that's a really good point I think when we go up and I'm saying when we go
0: up oh I like we'll it keep it up. up
2: we will go up and hopefully it'll be in the next few years in the next five years
0: Hopefully, awesome.
2: that'd be nice. Um, but I want us to be ready. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but I don't want us to go up and, you know, be an absolute disaster and get, you know, thrash week in, week out and break Derby's record as the worst team in history. I don't know. When is a good time to go up, really? I'm going
0: to interject really, really quickly. So I remember when Norwich went up two, three seasons ago. Sorry, I'm getting it all wrong now. So last season they went up officially. Okay, it's just, just getting the actual things. It's every other
2: year, isn't it? Basically. So yeah, so when
0: Norwich went up two seasons ago, whenever it last, not this time they've gone up before, there was people when they were getting absolutely nailed going, they've gone up a bit early. They've got a plan and they've gone up a bit early. And then when they went up this time, people were saying, Norwich should be all right now. And they're awful. They're absolute dog egg. The difference, I think, would happen with Forest, and I, I've got rid of the shackles of we're a big club and we're European champions. So I got rid of that a lot. Well, they weren't even when I was born. So you know, I've got rid of the the right to be where we are. Is that those two stars and our badge do shine quite brightly in that top flight? And if you're even a, a half decent player in the French league or something like that, you've still heard Nottingham Forest. You still have, even though generations in this country haven't. People, it's a big club when it gets there. All right. And that's what I think the difference is between your Fulhams and your Norwiches and teams like that and Brentford and all that, you know, however much they're in London. I think Forrest have got a better chance. And also, Maranakis can throw some of that coin around, which you can't really do in this league. You just can't as much. I know they've spent, what is it, 25 million on that kind of stuff. Lisa's smiling, so she's probably going to have a point on this. But it does worry me when you see that a team that's come down gives us such a kick in. And it does worry me when Norwich meant to have had their plan, and that's going so badly now. I've always said every season, I don't care. I just go up. If we've got a chance to go up, go up. It's been twenty years. Just get up and then see what you can do. You know, it's like get could have go on that plane for free, but I don't know what I'm gonna do when I get to Israel. Doesn't matter, just go see what happens, just buy something. You know what I mean? I don't it's open to both of you really it go on that. I don't think there's ever a bad time to go up, especially when we've been through what we've been through. Just go up. Please just go up and then we'll deal with it. Is that how do you feel on that to you? I mean, I get what you're
2: saying, but it's soul destroying. Like, if you're getting thrashed every week, and like Norwich, what was, it, when, was it this weekend when they got being 7-0 or whatever it was?
0: Yeah, they got a good lace in at Chelsea. Yeah,
2: yeah. and... yeah, know, I'd still like like
0: we, we haven't had a chance to.
2: No, I know, but I, I don't know. There'll just always be that threat of, you know, breaking Derby's um, record. I think that we always kind of ha- hovering over us as well. But I don't know. It's it's a really good question. Would I prefer us to be up and just be shit every week? We might not. We
0: might not look. I mean, look, well, I,
2: exactly. It remains to be seen, doesn't it? I wonder
0: thing. what they thought when Cluffy, Cluffy took him up second. I know we're talking different time but, and we're always harking back, but he took him up second in that league. didn't win the league and then went and won the league. And, like, you know, I know Leicester had their crap season then won it. There's a lot of, Lisa, I mean, where, I mean sorry, I thought you were talking. I don't want to interrupt you when you're doing something. Uh, how do you feel about that with the whole, and, and this isn't the promotion juice down, but if you're listening and whatever, it's more of a case of I don't think there really is a right time to do it. Not every team do just come back down. I think a lot of it's got to do as well with the size of the club. I just do I just think it has. I think forest going somewhere and teams coming to Forest, oh city ground might have been here for 50, twenty years. I mean I do think it has a different vibe to ooh, Brentford with a Lego stadium.
1: My little wry smile um when you were when you were talking about that was obviously we were away. Last week, I don't think I have mentioned that, but t- that today. Um, no,
0: contrast going a bit funny on your screen. And, uh,
1: we had we had a conversation with uh, a, a guy who worked in a bar out there, Um and you know, where are you from? Nottingham. Oh, Brian Clough, Forest, seventy You know, seventy nine, eighty. Blah, di blah, blah. Oh, and there's a and there's a guy that used to play for Forest who works in a pub down the road, and and it was like, all oh, right, and somebody I'd never heard of, <laughs> but he was oh. around. And it's and it's very interesting that actually that those two stars mean a lot around the world. Um, and and th- his parting shot kind of was, um, but your your owner's gonna, you know, he's, he's a bit of a mentalist, um, which was was why I had the right smile. Um, and, but I do think that you know, that there, like Holly said, there is always that that worry that if we go up, we will come down straight away. That the Derby um, record will get beaten um but that's the same every season you know that somebody may well do it and and ultimately when is it our turn you know why shouldn't we have a shot um for me the teams that actually go up and do well are the the teams that play football and so I mean as much as we dislike Leeds that first season that they got promoted under Bielsa was something else you know you actually watched them and you're like. I'm enjoying
0: Sheffield it. it. I stop, it stop
1: it, stop um, it, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Same with Sheffield United, um, same with Bournemouth, you know, that they actually, um, and Brentford, that this season, they will do okay because they play football. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then you then you kind of say, well, if that's what we do, you know, if we are about the, the actual football, which is what the fans have been crying out for for quite a while, you know, we want to see football. We don't want to see hoofball. We don't want to see defensive shit. We want to see proper football, yep. then actually would we be okay? And yeah, there will be teams that will, will thrash us, but there'll also be teams that we will be able to hold our own against. Um, and maybe if we do get the chance to compete, Marinakis will throw money at us anyway. Um, because ultimately that's that's the aim, isn't it? So
0: Who wants to see a European Cup final of Forest versus Olympiacos? That's that's of course. Sorry. That's the well, it's
1: win-win, then isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, we'll beat them. Um, but no I, I completely agree I think if we if this sounds like so su- subjective in lots of ways but Forest go up and stay up one season I think they'll thrive I think it will be they will be popular there'll be stuff involved I, they're just not that sort of club because realistically you get these silly things where people go oh we want teams like Sheffield Wednesday Sheffield Wednesday a massive club Wednesday having lived in Sheffield for years it's such a football city it's very similar to Nottingham in lots of ways the people are very similar the fans are very similar with the way they, they grumble and they moan and they love the football and when I had a choice of those two teams to support as a kid with my family, it felt very similar in a way, just that one of them had won a lot more stuff in a Wednesday. I was a glory boy versus Wednesday. That was my two choices. But it's, it's. I, I just, I want to see it. I just want to see what happens. And it's only four wins. I think some of them teams will roll over and have their belly tickled because they're by the Trent and having a nice day out. I think, I, I think we give that thing of derbies how awful they were a lot less than actually what it is. I think it's so bad. There's been some shocking teams in that Premier League who've still beaten it. I think that's going to take some beating. Um, and anyway, Sodom, they'll be in League 3 soon, anyway, whatever it is. Um, so really, really quickly, um, this was a question, sort of a holly ball, I'll mix it between the two. It's way at QPR on Friday. Uh, Cooper said the results Saturday can't derail the side, and it won't. How do you see them doing, going into that game? And Because I really do think there is a thing with that. I think we lose that or get a top in, there's going to be an element of people going, Oh, hold well on. I think it will put a bit of jitters. Not that it really matters what we think, but I'll go with you on that, Melissa. How do you how do you feel about Friday? I, I think it's got quite a bit of weight to it in a weird way.
1: I do and I don't. Um the reason I don't think it's got that much weight to it is the fact that we actually then play again on Tuesday. So it's a very quick succession of games and it's just United, is it? Um so actually, if you look at what we've got, and then, and then we've got Preston, which you, you look at that, those if you take those three games, they're all you know we can get results from, from there, surely. We should be looking maybe at seven points out of the three, and I don't care which way they come. So, if we can go out and get a draw on Friday, I mean, I actually think we'll win. Um, but if we can get something out of Friday night, and then you're taking that momentum in, and I think we've got to just take it in little chunks, um, and just stay with the pack. I mean, what is there about seven teams that are four points off?
0: Yeah, it's minute, mad.
1: which is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, it's and also like we were saying on the as keep saying as we said on the radio, we're still only that win away from being one point off the playoffs. We win on Friday, we're a point off, which is
2: exactly. nice.
0: Was exactly. In the show, which is nice. Um, for those of you um who messaged in earlier on, we're gonna go through these really quickly. I do like to have some interaction. Next week I will do the ones to do with video games. I'm gonna talk about games that you played as a kid that were football games whether they took seven hours to load on the commodore whether your brother played them your sister played them the ones that you can never beat anyone on things like that how many control pads you destroyed stuff like that because it's popular and um, so this week i was asking for your memorabilia if the house was on fire what did you go and get after you got the you know the wife the kids the husband out of there and um, what do you go and save um mine would have been the 1991 goalkeeper shirt that i've got um which i'm pretty sure it's match warm one which is just it's an awful looking shirt but it's really old and really rare and it's sent to me by cluffy to be on the tv as a nipper so that'd be mine um i've got one here from gareth roberts um I just, it's a very popular name with it's red dog roberts just in case i thought it was a famous gareth roberts You might be famous for, i'm digging a hole and um, he says my 82 84 94 96 and 96 97 home shirts he's 95 97 and 98 99 away too so he's got, Grab them. I hope they're all together, Gareth, because um, there's quite a few there. You don't want to miss one of them. I think my signed photo of Pierce and signed one of McGovern lifting the cup and also got one of the replicas of the Clough statue. Oh, that'd be ace. All of this would have to wait until I grabbed my signed copy of Walking on Water, though. Oh, so actually, all that stuff I said is getting absolutely done because he's <laughs> going to make sure he gets his Cloughy signature, which absolutely, yeah. Because I was reading that going, Christ, he's going to be on fire, that bloke. Um Simon Gregory, uh, who is at CyGreg39, says, I jumped to save these. Now he's put a picture. It's match worn and it's Chettle, Ged's, and Greenin's shirts. So it's uh, Gediora with, I think that's like the gold Macron away, that one. Uh, Chettle with the white uh, 99 away with a big stripe down it, wherever it is, and the blue one with Greenin as well. Thanks for them. Uh, David Jones, who is at, oh God, this is one of those ones. David Joe25197677. <laughs> that's a catchy one for you. Um, A signed picture of Peter Shilton that he sent to me when I wrote to him in May, 1980. I like the use of the month as well. Thank you, David. Um, Claiming my family was poor and asking for free tickets to the final. And, we need to know, did you get free tickets or did Shilton told you to jog on? <laughs> did he go, I've got to do some warm-ups on a roundabout in Madrid, mate. I ain't got time to be sending you tickets out. And um, not to, you know, socially disgrace it or anything. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but w- were you, Paul? Or were you just actually living in a castle and thinking, I'll chance it? Um, but yeah, like that one too, I'd do the same. And then finally, we've got Matt0675. He says, uh, you've got the whole world in your hands. Single, signed by nine of the European Cup winners. Uh, So I want to know which two haven't signed it and uh, what your quest will be. I want you to set up a YouTube thing. You'll be a do-gooder, but it doesn't matter because you'll be doing something nice for the club. And to go and find those other two people. That'd be lovely. So I want those. Thank you, guys. Um, Holly, uh, what would be your, if your house is ablaze, heaven forbid, uh, what forest memorabilia? I'm almost worried to ask you because you're probably going to go, it's a bobble hat. Because you might beat your story from last week. But Holly, what is is, is there a is there a piece of memorabilia or something that you would say forest-based more than anything else?
2: There's this red sock that was once owned. By, that was no, um, worn joking.
0: by Gareth.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't William. remember his name. Um, no, it'll probably be my two things actually. My autograph book from around 94-95 with all the regulars like Stan Collymore and Stuart Pierce, Nigel Clough, Hattel or um it is forest related and it's very dear to my heart oh it's gonna be
0: tenuous I know the fact that you've said that it's gonna be tenuous no
2: it's a bit crap still a little bit crap although I'm quite proud of it um my mum always brings it up as well so bless her but uh it was um summer 92 and I was on one of the uh, forest soccer schools and I actually got player of the group um that year and I had a trophy given to me by um which i've actually got here because i just thought, I'd put, I thought you know, it's uh, funny there. i went
0: on one of them soccer schools and every kid got one of them i'm joking i'm <laughs> really? joking, really? joking i'm it. joking so, I'm no, it's i broken my dream <laughs> no. um
2: Who got but, no, but the reason that it was so special was because i was one of like only three girls that were on the, the course at the time you know but then it was, was up. no it, it was uh ian won um, oh brilliant they got a player as well
0: yeah, that is cool. you've, you've upped your story levels now. I'm not going to make this a regular feature because you won't tell me any stories going forward. But, um, do you know when I went to do that? It was around the um, there's other stories to the side of this, but there was a bloke called Doggy. Now, this is going to some people may or may not know this, so I, I don't know if this rings a bell for you, Holly. So, I probably did it in about 90. Well, Forrest Gump was in the cinema, uh, I remember that, so around 95, something like that. And there was, yeah. one of the coaches was called Doggy, and apparently he was in Sherwood the Bear or Robin on match days. (laughs) And he didn't seem like the kind of bloke who should be in charge of a mascot. He seemed a bit, even as a 14-year-old or whatever, I was going, he's a bit rough. Um, So are you out there, Doggy? Are you a real person? Did I dream you? Um, Did you teach kids to play football under the banner of being a forest coach? And did you control the mascot? Do you know of Doggy? It's a new feature called Where's Doggy? (laughs) Because um, later on when that song came out, we do say "Who let the dogs out?" Who let Dougie out? Because I, I remember seeing the mascot doing some quite funky, slightly sexual moves once at a game. I thought that's him. Anyway, uh, Lisa, what are you saving? Um, did you are you related to anyone called Doggy?
1: Nobody's called Doggy. I've I've got a really good tenuous uh, item. That I, it, it came into my head as we were talking to Holly there. But um, in this in the summer, I was privileged to be involved in. Um, the Samantha Bertles Trophy at Baseford and Michael Dawson drew the raffle and I've <laughs> got all the raffle tickets that he drew out because he touched them.
0: Oh, wow. Does he... Oh, my God. I hope he doesn't... <laughs> he won't listen to this. Does he know that you like him? I mean, you've met him a few times, right? Have you just, yeah. just been really cool? Oh,
1: I just, just adore him. Um, the, uh, the, the thing that I would actually save of all my... It's like when you think about all the memorabilia that you've got, it's like, oh, my God. Like my... <laughs> my heart's pounding um i have a 79 or 80 european cup shirt that's hanging on the wall that is signed by all of the uh wow. 11 started and brian clough has signed it too so that would wow the one thing that i would be grabbing I'll hold off before i jumped out the window yeah,
0: it must be hard because obviously you do your stuff for uh, the charity stuff and you must see some incredible merch coming through and you must be thinking uh we because we, we, we've just had a message from somebody asking um if they can provide us with a couple of bits of artwork for us to use on the pod and give out prizes, and they're, they're wonderful and i really want to make up a new name called another and win them
1: <laughs> uh, so you no. must
0: see some you must see some stuff that's come through for the charity where you've
1: gone i want that i know it's inc- you know what <clears throat> the stuff some of the the prizes the items the memorabilia that is out there is just unbelievable. Um, I mean, I my charity event happened like the big my big one is in two weeks, so you can just yeah. imagine what's going on at the moment. Um, and it, it scares me to death. It's like never leave the house unattended. Um, but Don't there are room, absolutely, there? absolutely. I mean, one one of our main auction pieces um, is a montage of Clough and Taylor, and there is a um, photo, a first day cover, a, a stamp first day cover that is signed by both of them. Wow that's just i mean it's it you know you 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 get stuff that is signed by one or the other it's very 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 rare that you get something that is signed by both of them um and i've been privileged to have been that donated that to to auction um so you know it's it's great it's but some of the some of the items that are out there and people you know they talk to me about what they've got or their memories and and it's incredible you know that you you follow forest and that's that's I know conversation is is massive, um, and the social social media connection is massive. Um, but when you hear somebody's story of how they got a signature or what they did to get X Y Z, you know, you, you saying then about the the guy that's written to to Peter Shilton asking for for tickets. I mean, it's cheeky. Um, but I mean, when I was back in the day at university, um, I. Was, I, I was doing a media degree and I actually wrote to the Forest chairman at the time asking if I could go in and do some stuff with them and he rang me. He actually rang me. It was Maurice Roweth yeah. um, and I had a lovely conversation with him and got in, got invited to go into the club and and see the media team and, and everything and um, that connection, you know, that will stay with me forever and, and sometimes it's not just about the stuff that happens on the pitch, it's about everything else um, and I think as we're talking about our club now, I think that connection, um, they are trying desperately hard to get that back and fair play to them. You know, the the um, fans night that they had a couple of weeks ago, um, I know it's it's had both positive and negative reviews from some, from some, some sections of uh, social media, but I just think that's down to jealousy that some people haven't got invited. Um, and it might well have been that they were just testing the water in terms of getting people in there initially. Um, and they will do more and it, it that goes back to kind of the um when Paul Faulkner was involved with Forest and um Stuart Pearce was was manager that they they had open forums where they what they really wanted to connect and get the fans back on their side which is kind of how it feels now
0: mm. yeah and no, i i uh, so i you know been Lambasted with various things about going so, and saying, you know if they offer me ever to go, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to meet the manager and survive. Like, I I mean, anyway, because at one point I thought, no, do you know what? I'll make a point by going, No, I'm not going to go, but I'm going to send the people who are giving you shit. And I thought, No, nah, no, I'd go. I mean, I'm not, I'd not. if I don't, I'm not bothered. It's, it, I want fans to be represented and be there, of course. Um, and I just think, you know, any opening up in unity between us and the club is a really, really important thing. Uh, unlike the unity that I'm going to cause now. So we're going to uh, return of a quiz. What time is it? It's time to do the quiz. Lisa will hate it, but it is what it is. It's time for the quiz. How are they going to do it? this quiz time. Q-U-I-Z quiz. Um, Dan's been doing some Guest of for a little while. These are easy. I'll be honest with you. And I know I've said this to you to you girls before about they're easy, whatever they are. When I look at some of these players, because I was trying to find people I thought you won't know the voice of. And I'm thinking these voices are all really recognisable. Now, the first one's like, now, young man, no, it's not, it's not quite that. Um, so there's 11 of these. So we should have an overall winner. Uh, if we've got a way ahead winner by then, or do I give you each a guess each? I don't really know. So uh, for those of you who are listening in um, because of my messing up on this, Uh, when i share these clips to the guys they will see because i've nicked off youtube and stuff who it is so i'm gonna have to get them to turn around when they choose one, unless they've got a mirror behind them um so we're trusting the honesty but some of them are deadies i reckon let's look at these i reckon there's about there's 11, but I reckon seven are absolutely the easiest thing ever. And uh, thanks to uh, Mr. Doar. I've not asked him, but I've nicked a few of his interviews as well. So you you want to guess from that as well, you'll hear Mr. Doar on there. Uh, so one to 11, and I'm just going to always, as I always still go with the order. Holly, you're first on here. Um, so pick a number, please. Uh,
2: number 11, please.
0: You've gone for number 11. So can both of you, that's it, not look. I trust that you're not looking. I've just loaded this up here. Now, let me just share this. Green, I, that's really over the top, but I like it, Holly. I completely trust that you're not, you're not looking now, so it's okay. Anyway, here we go, Holly. This is your first one. I think so. I think it's, it's a travesty for someone of his, his quality and, and his excellent only done for the game to end on a, on a relegate. I know it's probably been said a thousand times, but it, it was a real sad end to an amazing to go out that relegation to and see it. I messed it up a little bit at the end there because I realised I was trying to minimise it. You can look now. I was trying to minimise oh, it so you didn't see it and then I actually ended up shutting it off. But hey, this is kind of live as it were. So Holly, who was that? Please don't ask me to play it again. <laughs> Do you know what? I
2: have no idea. no
0: idea. No, this is one of the hard ones I'll admit. Uh, Lisa's smiling which either means yeah. she thinks it's awful or she knows.
1: It's, not, it's one of those that you know the voice and you're going to yeah. go it's so and so. I wouldn't. Go, I really oh yeah, would. and I, I've got a feeling we'll probably do that with most of them.
0: No, I think a lot of these are easy, but that that one's a harder one because the reason I picked this person was because I was going, I don't know what they sound like, and I've seen them play a lot. So he's talking about someone getting losing, ending their time with Forest under relegation, so I'm sure we can guess the kind of time period or who this man played for. But I need a, I need an answer from you, Holly. Who are you going to go for? Who was that talking?
2: Uh, yeah like Lisa
0: said I just feel like I should know I should know who this is I don't think it for familiar. who got this I, well done because I, I don't think this one is easy I think it's one of the harder ones who you're going to go for I haven't, I haven't even
2: got
1: a guess
0: okay not even a guess okay so uh, Lisa who are you going to go for <laughs> I don't know no I I, I, I
1: don't know I'm, I know that as soon as you say it we're both going to go
0: oh yeah okay so well that was Ian one
1: it was not what <laughs> It doesn't sound
0: like that no i thought he was a scouser um that was ian won um wow. so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna play it again and then Bloody you can as well um so here we go share the screen uh, do that there press that there and if you look at your screen now uh... i think so i think it's, it's a travesty for. There it is. Of his, Who's that? That oh, yeah. is excellent. Ian Wone. I actually thought he sounded reminiscent of
2: Nigel Cook, actually. So that's completely
0: way off. Nigel oh, Nigel's no, a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's Ian Wone. So uh, no points for anyone there. Lisa, you have one to 10 left. I might get these numbers mixed up as well. I've done this badly. Anyway, go on, Lisa. Number seven. Number seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, I think you'll get this. I think you'll get this one. So, eyes closed, please, ladies. I'm just going to load it up. I feel I quite like the loading up element because it makes me feel like I'm, uh, I'm putting a tape cassette in. Anyway, um, have I added the volume? Let me just check. I only work. I only work in tech. You know, this thing should be nice and easy for me. But I'm just, uh, uh, as my dad says, failure to prepare it's to prepare for failure." Right here we go. Sharing the sound. Playing it now. Here it comes. Within. Within a year, um I moved to uh I moved to Nottingham Forest and, and yeah, I moved for 1.75 million. So um going from my career going leveling and going down, all of a sudden I was anything, back you know. up on the up. And uh and you know, I was at Nottingham Forest five years, managed to reach the heights of playing for my country. So I was, you know, you things well, things went very well. Lisa looked like she was looking off to the right or left, asking somebody who is that in the room. Okay, you can look now, it's gone. Lisa, who was that?
1: Well, I st- started off thinking it was one person and then I decided it was somebody else.
0: So I didn't get these all...
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like, I don't know if it was him or not.
0: He was being interviewed about another club, but he was obviously talking about his time at Forest, which is uh, one thing. So yeah, who was that? I think that one's quite recognisable. And, uh, and knowing all of your sort of strong periods of when you were, yes. you know, what ages you were, and yeah. watching this, this will be a player that you will have seen play a lot. But as we've seen from other episodes, that's not always guaranteed. With Lisa um, <laughs> watched the whole cut run, but can't remember when we played. Anyway, who's that?
1: See, I thought originally that that was Michael Dawson,
0: who's from Hull, and this person is from close to Hull, but north of Hull so the place this person's from my granddad was adamant my granddad was from sheffield he was adamant that it was in yorkshire and it's not in yorkshire now and it, brian clough was from the same place because my granddad was like he's a yorkshireman brian clough and i was like he's not he's from Ba-ba-ba. and my granddad said back in the day this place was in yorkshire so that's why you might have thought it because yes. Hull isn't a million miles away from here mm. I need so an answer from I you. I know the voice and that is going to, it's one of them. I, know, I like it. This is what I've missed yet. Um, uh, shall I hand it over to Holly? You're going to throw a guess. Went to 1.75 million comes Forest. Had five years there and ended up playing for England as well. Five. Four. Three, two. No. Holly, over to you. Holly looked like she, Holly was bouncing around there like she knew it. But oh, I, I did.
2: And oh. then you sort
0: of throw in the Middlesbrough thing and it
2: kind of... Threw yeah, in. so from Middlesbrough,
0: yeah. So this person's from Middlesbrough. That was a Middlesbrough accent,
2: yeah. Okay, that's not... Well, I don't know who, why I thought who... It was but you've had a while. I I'm supposed- going to
0: give you a countdown as well soon. Five. Four. I, 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 I'm going to have two questions where neither of you have actually given me a guess. Two. One. Who is it, Ollie? Colin Cooper. It's Colin Cooper. Holly hey. has a point. Lisa, did you know after or did you still not know? <laughs> oh, Sorry, I was looking down Then when you said, it. yeah, Colin Cooper. I think Colin Cooper's got quite a distinctive voice, but yeah, 1.75. What a brilliant player. If you have never heard of him, never seen him, check him out. He was kind of like Scott McKenna uh, when he arrived for me. Kind of like, wow, this guy is amazing. Played with Chet at the back for ages. So, Holly, uh, yeah, pick a number. Yeah, you're on mute. Again, number
2: three
0: number three. Oh, this is not a nice one all uh, right close your eyes <laughs> both of you here we go well i do you know what? again this is in the banner of i don't know what this person sounds like so i thought i'd find out anyway here you go i'm extremely happy can you tell by my face
2: <laughs> it certainly looks that way <laughs>
0: Sorry so I had to do that, I saw rest USD. That's fine mate. You look you you do look you do look happy and relaxed though. How's it going for
2: you? Nah, no, nah, no, 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 it's going good, it's going good. Like, um, I'm happy, like, I'm happy to be here to watch the boys. And I'm, I'm always smiling, man.
0: I'm always you know, I always want everyone else to be happy around me, so I hate it when people like are, you know, feel sorry. I know it's nice to feel sorry, but I always want them to just be happy anyway, because I want to get better. You can look. Who's that, Holly? Who'd come to watch the boys and was happy and had a smile on his face?
2: I was going to sing their song, but I thought if I get it wrong, they'll look ridiculous. So, um, British Sombolonga?
0: Lisa, why are you nodding?
1: Because that's what I thought it was too.
0: It is Britta Sombolonga, Yeah, Holly's got no, two no, 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 no. points. Well done, Holly. I'm going to put you on two here. That's excellent. I wouldn't have had a clue how he sounded, but when I saw it matching with it, obviously he was injured. <laughs> he was coming to watch the game and he was injured. Um, but yeah, that's Brit. So, um, Lisa, pick a number. Number
1: five.
0: Oh, you'll get this, Lisa. You'll get this one straight away. I uh, know. I promise you, you will. It's really, really easy. And also, I don't know if I've cut this to the point where it says his name first. So if I haven't, I'll just. No pressure, though. All right, close your eyes. Here it comes now.
2: You know, it's to be fair. When it came to European Cups,
1: we thought we couldn't get beat. We never um, went crazy.
0: That was it. Short. Sure. Lisa, you're on mute. But who is that? I just
1: said, can I look?
0: No, oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah, sorry.
1: Was that Kenny Burns?
0: It was Kenny Burns. Lisa's got a point on the board. No! I told you it was easy this quiz. I mean, you both kind of wasted one went through the thing, but anyway, it's fine. Um Holly. Uh no, yeah, it's Holly. Yeah. Two, one up, and it's your go.
2: I've been keeping track of what number we've got. No, you know what I'm going to yeah,
0: well what I'm going to do is I'm going to start deleting the ones that I've done out of the group, then I'll tell you how many more we've got left, okay? So this is just keeping it really exciting for people. here. So let's get rid of one. We've had one. Okay. So we've got uh one. We've got seven left. So 1 to 7. Seven. Seven. Okay. I didn't even said who it was. I looked at the name and went, "Okay, so this one is are You ready, Holly?" Yeah. Go. Uh, he, the guy never stopped smiling. Oh, by the way, this person is talking about Junior Agogo. I don't think I've probably I probably count on one hand the times that I've seen him not smile. Even uh, and most of them are probably because he wasn't in the team or starting. But he um, after that he he just never stopped smiling. The guy he was dancing around in the physio room and in, in the changing room he he was he was a happy. Guy loved the night out as well. So. <laughs> there you go. You can look now, Holly. Who was that talking about? Junior Gogo.
2: That was Mister Corner Flag himself,
1: Nathan Tyson. Nathan, Can't talk oh, me. Holly. Nathan Tyson. Can't
0: remember. Well done. I think he's just said Nathan Tyson about seven times at the end. Now I've got a bit confused. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. Uh, Lisa, did you know that one? Were you good for that one?
1: Yeah, Mister Nice Guy. I, uh I, I i would have, I would have said Nathan Tyson as well, and the Junior go uh who kind of would have
0: cemented that. Well on Holly. So there's six left, so it's all to pay for. It's three-one to Holly at the minute, but she did go first. Lisa, uh, one to six, because there's now new numbers, as it were.
1: Number one, please.
0: Oh, this is really hard. Okay, uh, you're going to hear Mr. Dorr on here as well. So if you've ever seen any of his stuff, it's somebody that he's interviewed, which may help if you've ever seen his stuff. Uh, look away now, if you both would, and here comes your next person. Uh, it was my favourite. I thought, um, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't my favourite. Um, it just. It, 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 but I it, again, after having um, Dave Bassett, it was like, okay, here's where I'm at, and I might as well get used to it. Yeah. So, I, I think that's where um, David was like one player short. Like he, he, he obviously wanted someone like myself. Coming out with the ball with the back, which is really important. I think it helps you a little bit with what they're saying. And obviously, they played under Bassett and was talking about David. You can both look. Um, Lisa, who was that talking to Mr. Door?
1: Was it Kevin Campbell?
0: No. I could give you another clue there, but Holly would get it really easily. Um, Holly? Five, four, three. I
2: just want to
0: can't talk tonight. Chris and williams Yes. Holly's got it. It's Chris Bott-Williams. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, signed at the same time as Kevin Campbell. And what he was talking about there was playing at centre-back for David Platt. Um, same way. <laughs> you <Christians>. mentioned
2: Platt. <laughs>
0: Chris yeah. Edwards and, uh, Dave and uh, my, my hero, Tony Vaughan, who he was playing at the back with. So, yes, uh, that's correct. That's the Bartman. Uh, Lisa, you can still win. So don't give up. Be like Forrest. 4-0 down. It's still there. 1-5 to five is left, Holly.
2: Four, please. Three. Four. Yes. All
0: right. This is quite an old one. Uh, if you can look away now, and I will play the clip. Here we go. Well, I always like to, to think that I would like people to know me for playing football, and also you go down the road or you go down the streets. If you're I always look at, if you're on interviews and the television, the papers all the time, then your, your private life isn't the same. You know, you have to. I, mean, I understand that I'm a public person now, and that goes with my job but you can look mm. i'm now seeing this in a different way that i was clearly going let me think of people that i can't remember how they sounded. <laughs> i'll find them for the girls to answer who was that i can't i gave you a clue post lisa getting one wrong one so i'll give lisa the clue if you don't get it
2: okay is it Des walker
0: you don't need the clue. It is Des Walker. Well, well, Holly, that was Des Walker on Satan Greavesy in 1991. Well done. I wouldn't have had a clue I'd Des spoke. I knew it was Southern, but that was about it. Uh, Lisa, one to four. And you need all of these, and Holly, you getting me to draw?
1: Three.
0: Three. Oh, I think you might have met them. Um, let's see. <laughs> Lisa, do you just close your eyes, please? Here we go. And off we go. Before we talk football, let's talk about something far more serious. Let's talk tashes. Let's talk moustaches. <laughs> um, what look have you gone for? That's a good question, Fraser. <laughs> I could ask you the same one as well. I've no idea. <laughs> no, well, obviously, we you know what it is for. It's for November, and it's obviously to, wear, to raise awareness for testicular cancer. Hopefully, along the way, we've we've raised a bit of awareness and raised a bit of money and you know, if it affects one person and saves them, then I suppose it's a job done. But hopefully, the bigger picture is that overall it, you know, saves more lives than we lose from it. God, that's an East Midlands accent right there. Um, Lisa, who was that from the East Midlands with a Movember tash that looked like Chopper? Going right down on that. You're probably now telling me you've not met them, but I would have thought. I don't and- think I have. Doing.
1: Hmm. No.
0: Don't ring a bell, that voice. No, not at all. Holly, are you going to annihilate Lisa even more? Are you going for?
2: Oh, bad! It's Lee Camp.
0: It is Lee Camp. You know that. (laughs) Have we just hit your? I know that
2: it's one of those because I was a massive Lee Camp fan, um, so and that is my kind of era.
0: Do you remember him having a Movember mustache then?
2: No, I don't (laughs) actually remember that conversation at all. But I know this. I knew the accent. Fraser. Jesus, we've
0: hit Holly's... And we've done these quizzes where we've been doing name the squad and stuff. And Holly, your your quote is normally, I didn't really want... This wasn't my team. This wasn't my time. And we've gone from 1970-odd to the modern. You're doing right. Um, So, Holly, it's your pick. There's three left. I reckon two of these are really easy and one of them's hard.
2: Okay, can I have number two?
0: You can have number two. Again, you might hear Mr. Door in there, but as this person is clearly not from Nottingham, um, I think you'll uh, work out which one is which. Anyway, here we go. Stuart Pearce? Yes. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. You know, uh, on next... Stuart Pearce? That was it. Who's saying Stuart Pierce is a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun, you can look both of you?
2: It's Brian Roy. It's Brian
0: Roy! <laughs> Lisa, did you did know that? Because I have watched
2: all the door interviews. Uh-huh. That was a really yeah too much of a
0: clue I think yeah but I shouldn't have mentioned I, could, I had to mention that he was on it otherwise he sounds like they're in a cocktail bar because of that music like, Mr. Dog for uh, cocktails with Brian Roy uh, Lisa you got two left you got an easy one and a really hard one do you want one or two? <laughs> oh, you look so muddy
1: <laughs> I'm tired mate <laughs> it's about half past four this morning
0: oh I'm sorry right here's your last one you could probably see it on there anyway here we go you'll know the voice here we go even though we'd been promoted quite convincingly from, uh, from the it. championship. I thought we've, uh, oh. we don't have enough. We signed Brian Roy, I think was probably the, one of the only people that we signed, and what a signing that was. You knew who that was anyway, even though you saw it, right?
1: Got no hair and we don't
0: care. That's correct. Steve Stone. Well done. Uh, Holly, this is the last one. Uh, Lisa, you can look. Oh, no, no. Actually, no, Lisa, because I think there's a chance you might know it more than Holly. I don't know why. I might have got this wrong, but both don't look for this one. This is the last one. Whoever gets this wins the whole quiz. How about that? (laughs) That's not fair. I'm joking, Holly. Uh, Look away, both of you. Here's the final one. What you've got to remember is we might be, uh, you know, especially Lisa's been traveling, tired and that, but people at home are going, I'm going to beat you on this one, John, this week. And here's your final one.
1: I expect you to learn a lot about our players. And I think the the, the big thing with uh, with this tournament is that it gives um it gives the young
0: players. It seemed to cut short there, but that was it. <laughs> Who's that? Holly. So
2: I'm a bit flummoxed
0: with
1: this one. Um no. Nothing I'm afraid. Nita? No, I don't know. I I I need to hear it again. <laughs> it just wasn't it's- enough.
0: It wasn't, and I thought I'd done it that. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that. that was Gary Brazil talking in a sort of higher London accent than I thought, yeah. Um, right, so if you did got all of those, well done, and you're a bit freaky, because it was a real big mix there. Holly, you are victorious. You're our current champion of uh, quizzes. Well done. And we are going to be returning next week where we're going to be uh, talking about all things to do with all retro, stuff like that. But also, we'll see how far us have got on at QPR. Will we have spoken before then? No, we were just before. Sheffield United Tuesday, is it? It is. Okay, I've got nods from the other guys. So yeah, we'll speak to you after the QPR game. Thanks for listening. Um, Be nice to each other and uh, you Reds, and we'll see you next time.